church. Good morning to you all. How are we doing this morning? We're doing okay. Oh, not doing too good, huh? <laughs> How are we doing this morning? Hey, man, we're excited to be in the Lord's house this morning, and we would invite you to join us in this opening hymn. Opening hymn will be hymn 58. Isn't the love of Jesus something wonderful? Hymn 58. Hymn 58. Hymn 58. If you're able to rest upon your feet. Hymn 58. Isn't the love of Jesus something wonderful? Sing along. Oh, there will never be a sweeter story. Story of the Savior's love divine. Love that brought him from the realms of glory. Just to save a sinful soul like mine. Isn't the love of Jesus something wonderful? Yes, wonderful. Yes, wonderful. Isn't the love of Jesus something wonderful? Wonderful it is to me. A boundless as the universe around me. Reaching to the Father's soul. can truly say, uh, isn't the love of Jesus something wonderful? Yes, wonderful, yes, wonderful. Isn't the love of Jesus something wonderful? Wonderful it is to me. A love beyond a human comprehending. Love of God in Christ, my can this will be my thing that never ending. Great redeeming love of Calvary. Isn't the love of Jesus something wonderful? Yes, wonderful. Yes, wonderful. Isn't the love of Jesus something wonderful? Wonderful it is to be. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the privilege of being here today, Lord, to worship your Son, Jesus Christ, Father. We just pray that everything that's said and done here today will bring honor and glory to him. If there's one here today who doesn't know you as Savior and Lord, may they come to know you, Father, today. Bless your word as it's preached, Father. Be with the preacher as he preaches, Lord. May everything that's said and done here today be blessed of you for asking Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen and amen. Now, you know why is the love of uh, Jesus something wonderful? Because if you're a blood-bought, Bible-believing, scripturally-baptized believer, you can lean on the everlasting arms. Hymn 601, hymn 601, hymn 601, leaning on the everlasting arms. Sing along. What a fellowship, what a joy be mine. Everlasting arms, what a blessedness, what a peace is mine. Everlasting arms, I'm leaning, leaning, from all along. Thank you. 
about the goodness of our Lord, it's okay to smile. I, I know we're just trying to be all still and stuff, but it's okay to smile in God's house when we're singing about the Lord. Amen? So let's talk about this sweet walk with the Lord in this second verse. Here we go. Oh, how sweet to walk in this pilgrim way.
God for the cross, amen. Amen. Now, thank God for the cross, amen. Amen. Let's all stand, if you would, please, and let's sing this next hymn, hymn number 427, In the Sweet By and By. Amen. There's a land that is fairer than day. Hymn 427. Uh, there's a land that is fairer than day. And by faith we can see it afar, for the Father waits over the way to prepare us a dwelling place in heaven. In the sweet by and by, we shall meet on that beautiful shore. In the sweet by and by. On that beautiful shore, the melodious songs of the blessed, and our spiritual sorrow no Not a sign for the blessing of friend. In the sweet by and by, in the sweet by and by, we shall meet on that beautiful shore. Father above, we will offer our tribute of praise for the glorious gift of his love and the blessing that hallows our name. In the sweet by and by, in the sweet by and seated. Welcome to Central Park Baptist Church this morning. We're awful glad that you're here. If you're a first-time visitor here and you have not received a visitor card, if you'll slip up your hand right now, our ushers are going to come by and give you a visitor card. We're going to ask that you fill that out. At the end of the service, out in the foyer, I'll be by a big desk, and behind that desk, it says welcome. And if you'd bring me that visitor card, I'll exchange it for a uh, gift bag. We want to thank you for coming. There's a lot of churches out there. And you chose to be with us this morning. Yeah. And we're very Amen. grateful for each and every visitor that's here. Amen. Even if you've just come for the what's coming up next for the, for the children, uh, the baby dedication. But we just want to thank each one of you for being here Amen. and being a part of Central Park Baptist Church right. this morning. Right. Amen. Before we have our offering, I want to I personally take a moment and thank all of you for giving me the birthday party last week, for the cards and for the gifts. Uh, uh, the great outpouring of love that I felt. I pray for each one of you by name every day. And, it, and I love you very much. And I thank you so much for giving me the privilege to care for you and to serve you as a servant of Jesus Christ. Thank you for being a part of my church family. 
and thank you for allowing me to serve you. Amen. Pastor, you come. Glad to be here. Say amen. Amen. Now, we're in just a little while, there'll be a baby dedication service. It'll be right at the end uh, after the invitation is over. So if you uh, need to go get your children, let's please do so without uh, as little disruption during the invitation as we can. And all God's people can say, amen. that's important. So please, please uh, help me out with that. Also, uh, if you have your bulletins, look in them because that's where your announcements are this morning. Uh, so I want that, 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 this is important, not as important as this, but this is pretty important. So and if you have any questions about anything that's in here, then see the people that you need to see. They're in there as well, all right? Okay, good. That, I like those kind of announcements, amen? Uh, but uh, please look at your bulletin today. I want to again thank everyone for being here today. Appreciate you coming. Uh, please uh, let me encourage you. Don't forget about everything that's going on uh, this week. But now we're going to have a chance to worship. Amen. Our offering is a part of our worship. Amen. And uh, so let me encourage you. You give as unto the Lord. And uh, I promise you, according to the word of God, you cannot outgive God. God said, prove me now herewith that I'll not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. So may God bless you this morning as you give. Father, we thank you, Lord, for our people and God, all of our guests that are here today. Lord, we uh, I pray, God, again, that we'll go away saying it's been good to be in the house of the Lord. But God, I pray that you'd help us, Lord. May the Holy Spirit of God dwell, us, dwell in this place and in our hearts, Lord, today. And Lord, I pray your blessing upon this offering. Bless the gift and the giver, and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have an offering, you please come. Amen. time uh fifth grade and under fifth grade and under fifth grade and under only fifth grade and under only you're now dismissed for junior church fifth grade and under only you're now dismissed for junior church while the remainder of us if you're able to rise we would love for you to join us in singing uh the first and last verses of hymn 370 first and last verses of hymn 370 i know whom i have believed
verses of high ground, hymn 447, hymn 447, hymn 447, and then briefly greet each other before we have our morning special at the conclusion of this hymn. Hymn 447, high ground. I'm pressing on the upward way, new heights I'm gaining every day, still praying as I'm onward bound, Lord plant my feet on higher For the world that's lost in darkness, for the saint who's gone astray, for the sinner blind but searching, for the child in need of faith, for the homeless and forsaken, for the hungry and the cold, for the prisoner and the captive, for the young and for the old. There is a remedy. Sin sick soul, there is a cure for all. All the pain and hurt and wrong, there is a solution. For all the problems deep inside, there is a remedy, and his name is Jesus Christ. For the bitter, for the lonely. For the weary and afraid, for the burdened and frustrated, the discouraged and dismayed, for the mocked and persecuted, for the battered, for the wronged, for the scarred and for the wounded, for the weak and for the strong. There is a remedy. Sin sick soul, there is a cure for all. All the pain and hurt and wrong. 
solution for all the problems deep inside there is a remedy and his name is jesus christ every tribe and every nation every color every race for every tongue and every language every time and every place there's an answer to the question there's love for all the hate there's a healer for the dying he's the light the truth the way Against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking a shield of faith, wherewith uh, ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Verse 18 is our text this morning. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for the saints. Father, I pray, God, this morning that you'd please speak to our hearts. Lord, without you, God, today we're of sounding of brass and tinkling of cymbal, Lord, this morning. And so I pray for the power of the Spirit of God to be in this place, Lord. And God, that you'd move in the hearts of people. And Lord, if there's someone here this morning that's not saved, Lord, I pray, God, that they'll come and trust Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. And Lord, for all of us who are saved, God, I pray that you would speak to our hearts in those areas this morning where... God, we need to do business with you, Lord, today. 
So God, help us, Lord, and help me, God, as I preach. Keep me out of your way today. Bless the reading of your word. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Over the last several weeks, we've discussed uh, the armor of God. We've talked about how to use it. We've talked about the benefits of it. Uh, We've talked about the uh, specific uh, piece and purpose of each piece. Uh, We started out, and we'll go over these real brief, the belt of truth or uh, the life that's built upon the faithfulness uh, to the Word of God and how it gives uh, the believer the stability to stand. We've talked about the breastplate of righteousness or a life of holiness, a life that's lived in conformity with the Word of God. God said, be not conformed to this world, amen? So we as, as Christians today, we should live a life of holiness that is conformed to the Word of God. And, and how that a, we've talked about how that a holy life is powerful and, and it's a great defense against the attacks of Satan. Listen, personal holiness, now get this, closes the door to Satan and it protects us uh, when he attacks us. Not if he attacks, but when he attacks because Satan will attack you. So we need that life of holiness. We've talked about the boots of peace or how we know that we are saved by grace through faith and that nothing can change our minds when Satan tries to cause us to doubt. I'm thankful today that I have the assurance of my salvation. You know how I know I'm, I'm saved? I was there when it happened. Amen. So the the uh, boots of peace gives us, and and because of our uh, our feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, nothing can move us from that assurance. We've also talked about the shield of faith, how it speaks of our daily faith in God that causes us to trust Him in all seasons of life, even when things are bad, when things are good. Uh, we can trust Him, and and the shield of faith gives us the protection that we need when. Satan shoots his fiery darts uh, uh, upon us, and this this shield gives us protection that we need to stay in the fight. There's a lot of Christians today that that have been attacked by the fiery darts of Satan, and and it's literally caused a lot of Christians to get out of the fight. The shield of faith will protect us from the fiery darts of Satan, and and it will keep us in in the fight of the Lord Jesus Christ. And because there is a cause, just like David talked about in the book of Samuel, we also talked about the helmet of salvation, which is a piece of armor that protects our thought process. Listen, we got to we need this helmet of salvation. Uh, Satan is very. Uh, deceptive. He's very, very sly in the way he attacks us. Listen, you don't have to go outside the home anymore to even uh, uh, keep us or even uh, when he attacks us on our thought process. He comes right into our home. In fact, he comes into us on our phones. Now, I don't know about you, but there's been times in my life I've, I've literally shut things off just to keep the devil from getting to me. Amen. That's what we ought to be willing to do in the helmet of salvation is that a piece of armor that protects our thought process. But we've also talked about the sword of the Spirit or the Word of God that's used to defend against the attacks of Satan in specific areas of our lives. 
areas such as security of the believer, and we talked about that last week. We talked about things uh, uh, also that, that Satan attacks us in our Christian lives on a daily basis, and we need to, to, the sword of the Spirit, and we need to know some specific verses of Scripture that will help us uh, against the, the specific attacks of Satan in our life. That's why God says, hide God's Word in your heart, amen, so that we can use that against Satan today. But as we come to the message this morning, uh, I, I, I trust that as we have been preaching on the whole armor of God, that you have clothed yourself with the whole armor of God. I hope this morning that as you have come today, that you are clothed with the armor that God has given us. Yes. Amen. We don't come to church to put it on. You better have, you better have it on when you leave here. Come on. Amen. We, we got to have it on. But I believe, though, that there's something else that is essential to you and I as believers. Uh, that believers need confidence. Believers and Christians need the assurance and courage. Uh, and, and it only comes, what we're going to talk about this morning, it only comes through prayer. Look in verse 18 again. It says, praying always with all prayer and with supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Listen, the Christian soldier today, we must pray. Now, this side over here said amen pretty good, but now kind of this way, we, listen, the born-again believers, we must pray. Amen. amen. We, 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 we've got to have it. Uh, the soldier who is not praying, listen, is not assured of God's protection. And I want you to get this. The Christian soldier must maintain a constant, unbroken consciousness of God's presence and care every moment of every day of our life. When you do this, watch, it infuses the confidence that's needed, the assurance that is needed, and the courage that's needed in a day that we live. Listen, too many Christians today are running scared. And listen, and we don't have to do that today. And I believe that if we would just stay in constant contact with the Lord Jesus Christ through prayer, listen, God will give us that confidence and courage that we need to stand against the things of Satan. Amen. Matthew 7, 7, it says, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. John 16, 24, it says, Hitherto have you asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you shall receive, that your joy may be full. Uh, Philippians 4, 6, it says, Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication. Uh, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And listen, I want you to understand today, prayer is essential in the child of God. Amen. It's not merely another godly weapon, and I don't want to minimize the armor of God, but I want you to get this. Uh, but all the while that we are fighting in the girdle of truth with the breastplate of righteousness, with our feet shod uh, with the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, and the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, we are to be praying. We got to pray. Prayer is the very uh, spiritual air that the soldier of Jesus Christ breathes today. We must have it. Listen, God help us today. I, one thing I like, I like to breathe. Amen. Well, listen, then we ought, to, we ought to be in prayer as much as we like to breathe. It is essential for the child of God. Jesus in Luke chapter 18 and verse 1 
he urged his disciples to pray always and not lose heart. Listen, we as Christians today are always on the verge of losing heart. And the reason why that is because, again, we are not in constant contact through prayer with the throne room of Almighty God. Listen, uh, God knows that when the battle gets hard, as soldiers easily become tired, we become weak and discouraged. And in that struggle with Satan, listen, it is either pray or faint. Listen, there's been a lot of times in my ministry, and I know in your lives as well, that the devil really gets on you. And you think like, Lord, listen, I'm telling you, this is pretty heavy, and I don't know if I can take another step. And had it not been for a prayer, listen, we fall on our knees before God, and we just stay there until finally God comes to us and says, listen, don't worry about it. I got this. Get up and go on about your business knowing that I'm here to help. Listen, we have to have prayer today. Uh, it, it, Satan knows that, and, and he knows that if we faint, listen, God says, watch it, if we, we shall reap in due season if we faint not. Satan knows that. Listen, we're all in this together. Paul, in the, in the book of Ephesians, I want you to really pay attention here. Uh, Paul begins here with the, the declaration that, watch, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places, he moves further. He goes on and continues to tell you and I as believers that we are chosen, adopted as God's children, lavished with his grace. We are redeemed and forgiven, given the mystery of his will, receivers of an inheritance sealed with the Holy Spirit of God, that we're greatly loved by God, made alive with new life we are the workmanship of Christ we're made citizens of God's kingdom and members of his family we are the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit of God we're given the boldness and confident access to God the Father we're made powerful beyond our imagination given the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace we are individually and uniquely gifted by Christ we we are blessed with leaders to equip us in the work of the ministry Listen, taught by Christ himself, we are made light, offered the fullness of the Holy Spirit. We are given instructions and resources to make all relationships with others what God intends for them to be. And given God's full armor to make us invincible against Satan and and all of his demonic forces. Listen, you say, man, where would you get all that? It's right in the book of Ephesians. Listen, if you don't believe that, go back and read it. It's all in there. And yet God has given us all these things. But wait a minute. Paul realized also that there's a danger in all this. Yeah. The danger to the believer is a temptation to become self-satisfied. Uh, that we have everything that we need and that we don't need anything else. Well, Paul warned the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 12, telling them, And us, wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. These blessings that are described here in the book of Ephesians are so inspiring. Watch that Satan will take them and use them to turn our thoughts inward toward ourselves rather than thanking God for giving them to us, amen, and thinking that, uh, that, we, that we don't need anything else. And he wants us to become independent of God. 
Well, if there's one thing that I have learned today, I am not independent of God. I am dependent upon Him. I thought, you know, it's football season coming up, and I read this story about a, a professional football coach who would tell his team after every loss, he'd say, gentlemen, I told you how to win. You didn't do what I told you, and you lost. Pretty simple. And, and watch, and just like an athlete, a Christian can have the best skill set, he can have the best training. He can have the best equipment and the understanding on how to use that equipment and what you're supposed to do. But listen, but if Christian, if we do not follow instructions, we'll fail. Amen. And, and if a football player does poorly when he fails to follow his coach, then how much worse does a Christian do when he fails to follow the instructions of Almighty God? Listen, it's not God's fault. He's given us, in, in the book of Ephesians, He's given us everything that we need to succeed as a child of God. He didn't tell us it was going to be easy, but He did say that He was going to take care of us in the fight. We're not here to become self-sufficient or independent. We're to become dependent upon God. And it's easy, though, for Christians Listen, God's been good to us. We, we are a prosperous people. Amen. Well, it's easy for Christians in this prosperous world that we live in to become so satisfied with the physical blessings that God has given us that, that we no longer have a desire for the spiritual blessings. Yeah. It's easy to become dependent on our physical resources. And we become independent of the spiritual resources that God has given us. Listen, God did not say that those who hunger and thirst after material blessings will be filled. Yeah. God said those who hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. And Paul begins in Ephesians. He lifts us up to heaven. But then he ends by pulling us right back down to our knees. Just like I like bluegrass gospel music. And I was I was mentioned that I heard a song the other I don't even remember the song, but I remember the phrase, and they said, It's hard to stumble when you're on your knees. Listen, I'm here I'm telling you folks, most Christians we stumble today because we become independent of God. We become we we're we're thankful for the blessings that God has given us, just like listed in, in the book of Ephesians, but we think, man, we've been given all that. We don't need anything else. But I'm here to let you know today, we need God, and we need prayer. Prayer is the power of Almighty God. Listen, the, the armor of God is not some magical armor that's going to keep us from the wiles and attacks of Satan. Absolutely not. I read of one uh, commentator who said that the gift without the giver is bare. The divine gifts that are given here in the book of Ephesians are nothing without God to help us. We must have the power of Almighty God. We've got to have it. I was telling our folks that come to pray at 8.30. I, I've been, I'm, we're, we're talking about Moses on Sunday afternoons. And, and I, I'm, I've been studying for next week. And I, I like the message for this afternoon. But I'm looking forward to the one next Sunday afternoon. 
and, and I was reading about Aaron and his rod. And, and you, if you, in just a, little, just a little sneak preview, if you remember, they've come back to Pharaoh, and, and, and God tells Moses and Aaron, he said, Aaron, you throw down your rod. Are y'all still with me? Say amen. And so Aaron throws down his rod, amen. And then, of course, Satan, the great a counterfeit, amen, the great imitator hit the magicians of Pharaoh. They throw down their rod. And listen, and they, they're both turned to serpents. And there's more in this, by the way. But, they, but then all of a sudden, Aaron's uh, serpent hit. Listen, what does it do? It swallows up the, the, the serpents of Pharaoh. Well, listen, I'm here to let you know that it wasn't Aaron that did that. It was, and it wasn't the rod that did that. It was the power of Almighty God that made that happen. Aaron, he could have stood there in his own strength, and he could have thought he was really somebody. He's a representative of the Israelites. He could have thrown down that rod, and it would have just rattled on the ground, and it would have still been a rod had it not been for the power of Almighty God. It's the same thing with the work of God today and you and me in our Christian lives. We can go through this life and we can throw down the rod of our ability, but without the power of God, it is nothing, absolutely nothing. We must have the power of God. Well, how do we get that, preacher? It's all in verse 18. Uh, Paul gives us four alls. We're talking about prayer. Four alls. First thing I want you to see is the kinds of prayer. The Apostle Paul's telling us that we should be involved in all types of prayer. Public prayer, private prayer, loud prayer, soft prayer, silent prayer. Amen. Deliberate prayer, planned prayers. I mean, they're spontaneous prayer. There's, there's praying while we sit down. There's praying while we stand up. There's praying on our knees. There's praying laying down. Y'all, we're talking about all kinds of prayer. Amen. Amen. You can pray with your hands folded. You can pray with your hands raised. We can pray at church. We can pray at home. We can pray at work. We can pray while we're driving. Listen, Paul's saying that there is all kinds of prayer, but he's telling us we ought to be people of prayer. Amen. Amen. The New Testament mentions all kinds of postures for prayer in all different circumstances. But the point is we should always pray. Uh, Look at the second point, the frequency of prayer. The Jewish people in Paul's day, they had their prescribed times of daily prayer. But the New Testament brings about some new elements of prayer. Uh, Luke 21, 36, uh, it says, Watch ye therefore and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all things. Well, that's pretty interesting. Listen, uh, we are learning here that if we watch, uh, I mean, be vigilant in our prayers, and if we are praying always, listen, do you pray over little stuff? And I'm not talking about being flippant about it, but being, and we're going to talk about this, but I mean, even in the little things, sometimes me and my wife, we're driving around, we're going somewhere and we, and there's a parking place right in front of the door. You know what I say? Well, thank you, Lord. I mean, the steps of a righteous man are ordered up by God. 
Listen, I'm, I'm talking about praying always, and if we will pray always, that we may be accounted worthy to escape all things. Listen, if we pray always, listen, then we will be, uh, know that when temptation comes, along with that temptation comes a way of escape, then we'll be more apt to choose the way of escape than choose the temptation. That's what that verse is saying. Acts 2.42 It tells us that the Christians in Jerusalem, they continued steadfastly in prayer. Cornelius, the man God sent to Peter with the message of salvation. Acts 10 and verse 2 says, pray to God continually. We're talking about the frequency of prayer. Paul tells us in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 3 that he prayed for Timothy night and day. In fact, the early church in Acts chapter 12, and you go read this story, Uh, In Acts chapter 12, verses 12 through 15, they knew the importance of prayer, and God honored their prayers. And and when you read here, you remember the church, they're at this house, and they're praying for Peter's release from prison. Amen. Now, when there there came, now they may have had, their, their faith may have been weak, but listen, they were still praying, and God answered their prayer. Amen. And, and, and uh, they hear uh, Rhoda, her name's in there. She hears a knock on the door. Amen. She goes to the door, and guess who's standing there? Peter. She didn't even open the door for him. She just left him standing there. It, it's in here. And she runs back, and she tells the people that are back here praying for Peter's release, Hey, Peter is at the door. And they said, Hey, can't you see that we're praying here? Are you crazy? We're praying and we're asking God to, re, to release Peter. And, and, and we're busy right now. We're in a spiritual battle over here. And she's going, no, wait a minute. Listen, isn't that the way we do sometimes? How we're so busy. Listen, we're doing maybe the right thing, but our faith is weak. Listen, God answered their prayer. Praying always, watch, is to live in continual, constant uh, uh, God consciousness where everything that we see and experience becomes a type or a kind of prayer. Far too many Christians today, we live in the moment. and We don't ever think of God and His goodness to us. But listen, but to be God conscious is that when we see something good or we see something beautiful, that we thank God for it. Amen. Uh, we, we as Christians, we have fallen into this entitlement type mentality. We think that God, owe, listen, God owes us absolutely nothing. Nothing. Listen, he gave, but he, yet he loved us. As one of the young men was praying this morning, God loved us so much that he gave us his only son. That's how much God loves us. And if we got what we deserved, we certainly wouldn't be in here, but we would be in hell right now this morning if we got what we deserved. God owes us nothing. But Christians today, we've come to that entitlement thing. But we ought to remember that everything that we have, all blessings have have flowed from the fingertips of Almighty God. Everything that we have, the air that we breathe is from God Himself. And we ought to be thankful for that. Um, We ought to look around today and... And when we see things, we ought to be thankful. When we see something evil around us, we we ought to pray that God will make it right according to His perfect will. Most times we see something bad and we... uh, Listen, the old world makes you skeptics, amen? 
Don't raise your hand, but how many of you are skeptical about stuff? Instead of seeing that, you know, we say, uh, uh, can you give me directions? And we, we always say, uh, if you go down to the red light right up here, why can't it be a green light? Amen? I mean, we've all got skeptical about stuff. Well, then we need to understand that, that when we see something today, instead of seeing something evil and saying, God, you need to judge them. No, wait a minute. We ought to pray that God would uh, uh, speak to their hearts and change their thoughts. And if they're lost, that they'll get saved. When we see someone who is lost, pray and ask God to draw that person close to him. When we experience trouble and trials, we ought to turn to God as our deliverer and ask him to strengthen and help us. We're to pray always. Listen, Colossians 3 and verse 2, it says, Set your affection on things above, not on the things of this earth. But listen, we have come to that place as Christians. We're thinking we're going to be here forever, but we're not. Listen, this place is going to burn up with a fervent heat. It's okay to have things. It's okay to, uh, to, to be, you know, uh, to have special things or nice things. But I want you to understand, but we're not staying. I don't want to stay here. I'm ready to go. Listen, I, you know, my, I've got grandkids. I, don't, I, I just seen the Lord come back and take us out here and take us on to heaven. I don't want to see them grow up in a wicked and vile world today. I'd rather see them in heaven today walking on the streets of gold with the Lord Jesus Christ. I've had people say, oh, yeah, but I'd like to see my kids grow up. Or I'd like to, not me, I, don't want, I want to see them grow up, but not that bad. I just seen the Lord Jesus Christ come back and get us. Listen, we need to live today with our affections set on things above and uh, now, we're not to live with our heads in the clouds. We're not to be, as the old saying goes, so heavenly minded. We're no earthly good. Listen, the purpose of our salvation today is to bring honor and glory to God and, and commune with Him, talk with Him, fellowship with Him. He desires to fellowship with you and me today. God, help us today to to want to talk to Him. I, I was talking about now this, I think it was last week or Wednesday, about the, you know, the love notes that my wife wrote to me in college. I'd still like to read them. That's been 38 years. I asked her if she wants to read them. She don't want to have anything to do with them. But I like reading them. Well, listen, I'm here to let you know today that we've got a love letter from God himself today. And all we have to do is open it every moment of every day. We can look in it and, and see how he has blessed us and see his goodness to us and see how, how the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, when we sin, how it will cleanse us from all our unrighteousness. It's all in here. But we forget sometimes because we just don't talk to him. God's desire and our greatest need is to be in constant fellowship with Him. And, and there's no greater way to do it than through prayer all the time. The power of prayer. Paul says, praying always with all prayer and, and supplication in the Spirit. Now let me just throw this in here. This has nothing to do with some ecstatic speaking manner has nothing to do with speaking in tongues. Uh, it's not biblical. There was a time and a place for that. And God used it, and Peter preached it, and, and the Holy Spirit of God took care of it. 3,000 people got saved. But to pray in the Spirit is to pray what? In concert with the Spirit. 
It's to pray according to His perfect and divine will for our lives. We're not to, listen, we're not to pray amiss. We're to pray, not to pray selfishly, but we're to pray uh, for others, for their best interest and for God's perfect will in their life. I don't know what God's perfect will is for your life, but I, when I'll pick, lift your name up in prayer to God, just as Brother Marco was talking about, I'm praying, Lord, help them find and walk in your perfect will for their life. That, listen, that's praying in the Spirit when we pray uh, with the, with the uh, uh, perfect will of God in mind for our lives. Not something selfish, Lord, uh, I sure would like to have a new car. I sure would like to have my bank account full. If everybody would sow a seed of $500 into my bank account, I know God will bless you. I just feel like the Lord wanted me to say that. Y'all catch what I'm saying? To pray in the Spirit is to line up our minds and our desires in His mind and His desires. Power of prayer. But notice the manner of prayer as well. We're to pray watching with all perseverance. As Christians, we're not alert as we used to be. Uh, we're not as persistent as we used to be. Um, we're to be earnest, courageous, and devoted to prayer. And we're to bring everything to God in prayer. You know, uh, when I was preparing for the message, I wrote that. And I thought, you know, there's a hymn that we sing oftentimes. And it was originally a poem that was written by a son to comfort his mother back in 1855. And this is what it says. We're talking about praying always, persevering, watching, being on alert. The hymn says, what a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear, all because we do not carry everything, everything, everything to God in prayer. Have we trials and temptations? Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Can we find a friend so faithful who will all our sorrows share? Jesus knows our every weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Are we weak? Are we heavy laden? Cumbered with a load of care? Precious Savior, still our refuge. Take it to the Lord in prayer. In his arms he'll take and shield thee, and thou wilt find a solace there. Blessed Savior, thou hast promised, thou wilt all our burdens bear. May we ever, Lord, be bringing all to thee in earnest prayer. Soon in glory bright, unclouded, there will be no need for prayer. Rapture, praise, and endless worship will be our sweet portion there. Praying always. How's your prayer life? If the Lord allows, next Sunday we're going to start a little series on prayer. On a scale, I'm going to ask it again. On a scale of 1 to 10, how's your prayer life? As individuals, if I were to say, write on this piece of paper, and I started to do this this morning in Sunday school, but I didn't. 
if I had a piece of paper and I said, I want you to write on this piece of paper from a number from 1 to 10 that best describes your prayer life, just a number, what would you put on it? And then if we took all those numbers and added them all together and came up with an average, I wonder how strong our church and our church's prayer life would be. You see, because, listen, a church's power comes through. The, listen, a church's power comes from God, but it, it, it's dependent upon our prayer life. Yeah. I mean, I would hope and pray that the power of God in this place, it, it, if, if it's up to our prayer life, that it, not, it wouldn't be, you know, average or mediocre. Because you're neither hot nor cold. God said he spewed thee out of, our out of his mouth. I want our prayer life and the power of our prayer to be up there. You know, I don't know that it could be a 10. Because when I think of a 10, I think of those men who were, who God said, you know what? Why don't you just come on home? And they did not see death. That's the kind of prayer life we should have. But folks, listen, God help us. We've, we've got to pray. Pray always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Listen, we ought to pray for one another. Are, are y'all still here? Say amen. Yeah. I pray for Brother Marco all the time. God help him. He's losing it. Lord, help him. You know, I mean, Miss Eva needs some help. So you're going to have, you know, Lord, have you seen him lately? He's really, I mean, what, have you watched him? Have you, have you just paid attention to what you, you found? Listen, that's not the way we ought to pray for one another. Listen, we're not to pray, pick out their faults and say, God, help them because they're having trouble in this. And that normally if we see struggles and trials and, and faults in other people, it's because we're having the same struggle in our own life. That's how we see it so easy. We're to pray for one another that God would help them and strengthen them and, and make them the child of God where, where when others see them that they see the Spirit of God in their life and in their actions and, and, and the way that they live. Listen, that's the way we ought to pray for one another. We ought to see them if they're struggling, if they're having a burden, that God will strengthen them and, and, and help them to overcome those trials. But it only happens through the power of God, and that only comes through prayer. But we, we get scared sometimes, and we, and we don't. And folks, listen, when you're on your knees praying, though, I want you to get something. When we're praying for one another, it's difficult to be critical of them. Yeah. Satan will do all he can to weaken, distract, and discredit the people in the work of God. And in order to stop that, we must pray. Pray. And if we don't pray right, listen, he'll come. Just like the Bible teaches about the seed and the sower. Listen, when, when we, the seed has been sown, but before we even start the invitation, I'm telling you, the old devil will come by and he'll try to steal away that seed before it ever gets a chance to take root in your heart and your thoughts. He'll rob you. Don't let Satan do that today. Listen, whatever, you, you, if there's a need in your life, you know what it is. Yeah, I, come on, say Amen. You know what it is. Then you ought to come. 
and get on your knees before God because it's hard to stumble when you're on your knees. And all God's people can say, amen. Father, help us, Lord. Speak to our hearts today. God, prayer is so important. It's literally the spiritual air that the soldier of God breathes, Lord, to help us stay in the fight. And God, that helps us, Lord, to stay in constant communication with God the Father so that through your power, Lord, that we can defeat the fiery darts of Satan. God, please help us today to understand the importance of prayer. God, not just as individuals, but Lord, also corporate prayer as a church. God, please help us, Lord, this morning. And God, that's my prayer today, Father, that if there's someone here that's not saved, God, I pray that they'll realize that they're lost without Christ. And God, that they'll come and Lord, just say, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. Please come into my heart and save me. God, for that Christian, Lord, who's not serving you like they should, I pray, God, this morning that they'll, Lord, Lord, just rise from their place. And God, come forward and just do business with you, Lord, today. God, you know our need. The Holy Spirit of God's here in this place. Lord, you're speaking to hearts right now this morning. While I'm speaking, you're speaking to them. And I pray, God, that they'll not grieve you, Lord, but they'll come, Lord, this morning. And I'll give you praise and glory for it all. Because it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. While we stand and our brother Shelton leaves us in a verse of invitation that the Lord has.